I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Dhamini, and you're listening to Gender Question. Here, we will look at an issue that's in the news using the lens of gender. The idea is to take a blind spot and throw some light on it. Hi. So today we'll be talking a little bit about the 1990s, or at least a part of it, since that's a pretty big ground to cover, as part of our Pride series this month of June. In the 1990s, by all accounts, there was a lot more stigma attached to being gay or lesbian. Also, let's not forget, these are identity terms that were only beginning to gain resonance among members of the Indian LGBT community, in the 1980s and 1990s. Um, Take, for instance, the term transgender. It only began to be used at least a decade and a half later. In the 90s, the term transsexual was more commonly used. Similarly, the term queer, in India at least, is also a more recent usage. In fact, when I use the term queer, I use it to talk about not just the community, but in fact, a kind of politics that is feminist, and that questions the heteronormative basis of our lives. Okay, so all of this, of course, doesn't mean that the community didn't exist and that it wasn't already fighting to destigmatize sexual orientation or, you know, sexuality in general. Around November 1991, an organization called the AIDS Bhedbhav Virodhi Andolan, or ABVA, released a report called Less Than Gay, a Citizen's Report. A small 70-page booklet with a pink cover, it presented an overview of homosexuality in India. And it was one of the first documents of its kind that broke the silence around queer lives. One of its authors was Siddharth Gautam, who passed away due to cancer at 28, shortly before the booklet was published. You can read more about him in Siddharth Dubey's wonderful memoir, No One Else. So why was Less Than Gay so path-breaking? Much before other human rights groups in the country cottoned on to the fact that the rights of LGBT people as well as HIV-positive people were also human rights, Gotham and other members of ABVA were already articulating these positions. Its ambit extended to the prejudice that sex workers faced. It spoke of how the lack of private space for economically backward members of the community, opened them up to the threat of physical violence. Not only did the report state unequivocally that homosexuality is a political issue, it also presented a charter of demands that would guarantee full equality for gay men and lesbian women in India, starting with striking down Section 377. A year later, on August 11, 1992, 
New Delhi witnessed what was probably the first mass protest against police excesses towards LGBT people. It, this protest was attended by uh, eyewitness accounts and some reports by at least 500 people and it was held outside the police headquarters in New Delhi. And then in 1994, the ABVA filed a petition against Section 377 in the Delhi High Court. One of the most powerful aspects of the report, Less Than Gay, was its detailing of the lives of LGBT people from around India, from Mizoram and Siliguri to Virar and Mumbai. And it spoke of a wide range of experiences, from violence to heartbreak, loneliness to the thrill of discovering companionship. Around this time, groups were also sprouting around the country, many of them with postbox numbers, all in an effort to find others like us. There was Council Club in Kolkata, Sakhi in Delhi, Red Rose Society in Delhi, in Mumbai, journalist Ashok Rao Kavi had started Bombay Dos, a queer magazine. And in 1986, Trikon, a South Asian LGBT organization founded in San Francisco Bay Area, began to publish a magazine, also called Trikon, that also had a PO box number. And through that PO box number, in fact, many LGBT persons back in India also managed to get connected with each other. This factor of loneliness is actually something which I believe was, is the common motivating factor why groups like Council Club eventually came about. Pavandhal grew up in the 1980s in Kolkata and together with some friends started a queer support group in 1993 called Council Club. A year before that, he also self-published a journal called Pravartak, something that he would type out in a portable typewriter in the middle of the night photocopy and staple together before distributing it. He said he was inspired by Bombay Dos, the queer magazine registered in 1990. Uh, by the middle of 1993, I had come to know of a certain set of people who were uh, literally all kind of talking about the fact that yes, we should have a support group. Of course, we did not have an idea of what that support group would grow into eventually, but it was all about self-help. It was all about, okay, let us meet, talk and unburden ourselves over coffee or, you know, just gather at somebody's house and uh, have just some kind of a adda maybe. So it was as basic as that. But then uh, one of the contacts at that point of time was also a journalist uh, who, a freelance journalist. And when he saw the old copies of Pravartak, uh, he said that, why are we sitting on this? Let us revive this journal. And since we are talking about a support group, let's call it Council Club because actually that is what we are doing. We are friendly counselors to each other. And that's how the name of the group came about. And Pravartak became the house journal of Council Club. So that was really the motivation why a group like uh, Council Club happened. And I believe that is uh, the motivation which propelled other uh, queer collectives in different parts of the country also to get together. Some of them may have been more conscious about issues like human rights in the beginning or public health uh, or issues of HIV. 
for us it is it was quite a mix of issues you know uh, it was so for example the first five or seven people that uh, who got together to create council club for me it was about although i was out at home but it was about uh, uh, loneliness uh, and perhaps depression for another individual it was about the desire to come out at home but he wasn't able to gather the courage uh for yet another individual who had already come out but his parents had had a, an extremely violent reaction especially his father you know i remember one early occasion of you know in the years of council club when this uh founding member of the group was not being able to come to the meetings and so we were worried about him and we discovered that he had yet made yet another attempt to run away from home but his father had managed to stop him and then uh, he had even appointed bodyguards to make sure that he wouldn't be able to leave home and that nobody would be able to come in that founding member was eventually allowed to step out of his home again pavan said but his story is a clear indication of why such queer support groups were needed in the first place so in the first year you know through word of mouth or with uh, including some of the allies uh, siddharth gautam's mother uh, other social workers in town a couple of doctors the group had about 20 members but when the postbag number came out in the statesman there was just no looking back pavan wrote a book called out of line and offline queer movements in 1990s eastern india which came out last year i would highly recommend it for a deeper dive with a critical perspective into the experiences of queer lives back then pavan was also part of a group of 15 men who wore yellow t-shirts and walked around in a park in 1999 in what then came to be understood as the first pride walk of the country Now the 1990s culminated with a protest organized by women's groups against the vandalism of Shiv Sena activists of posters of a film called Fire. The film which starred Shabana Azmi and Nandita Das was about the life of two lesbians and uh, of course attracted much ire uh, from uh, right-wing groups. The protest in 1998 which saw a lot of women come together and uh, um protest against the vandalism as mentioned earlier was in fact one of the first times that women who identified as lesbians emerged and raised their voices in so public a forum it's a very important milestone in our queer history and you'll hear more about it in the next episode If you have any questions do reach out to me at the Red Dhamini on Twitter you can also leave your feedback at HT Smartcast on Twitter Instagram and Facebook bye This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast HT Smartcast I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. 
Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.